Hey guys, what's up? This is the Just Not Good Enough podcast. And if you guys are listening to me for the very first time, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to me and this interview. This will be my third interview of my podcast, and I'm so excited to share it with Johnny Sweet. If you don't know who Johnny Sweet is, you have to look him up. His song, Thank You, has over 2 million views. He is super talented and amazing, amazing performer. Guys, I got to see him live last month at the House of Blues Anaheim. One of the best performances I have ever seen someone do. It was amazing to see his energy, his excitement. And guys, I have to tell you, that same energy, that same excitement is what he shows every day both on and off the stage. And I'm so excited that you guys get to hear him today on this podcast, in this interview. But first, I want you to know that I will be making some shout outs at the end of the podcast. And these shout outs are gonna be about businesses and people that run those businesses that have inspired me and that have made me the person I am today. Some of these people I have actually just met, but their passion alone dictates everything about them, their business, and I think that is so contagious, I have to be a part of it somehow, some way. So, at the end of this episode, guys, please, please listen to these shoutouts because you may know these people. A majority of them are on the island of Oahu, but also... One is in California, guys, and I want you to get to know him because I know a bunch of you islanders out there, people that live on Oahu, you do come to California to go to Disneyland. You might go to the Ninth Island in Vegas as well, but you guys must visit his shop in California. So without further ado, guys, I'm introducing to you Johnny Sweet. Guys, he was molded by Pastor Mike Kai and Pastor Lisa at Inspired Church on Oahu. He is also engaged to their beautiful daughter, Becca. Guys, I can't tell you enough. When these two walk into a room, when you see them on Instagram, when you see pictures of them, when you see videos of them, they have this fireworks that go on. They have this chemistry. You know it is true love. And I can't tell you how contagious it is where you just look and you smile. It is amazing. And I'm telling you right now, Johnny Sweet is well on his way to becoming the best husband you'll ever know. The best man you'll ever see. And he is well on his way to becoming a very successful singer and recording artist. And he is so kind and compassionate. And I'm so glad you guys get to meet him. So, guys... Let me introduce to you Elijah, also known as Johnny Sweet. Yeah, what's up, bro? Uh, my name is Elijah. I also go by the name of Johnny Sweet. Um, I come from Kipapa, Hawaii. And uh, yeah, I've been doing music since 2017, since I moved home. Um, before that, I spent some time in California playing ball and going to college at Mount Sac. And I also attended. West Texas A&M University, where I finished off. Uh, from there, I moved home in 2017, and I've been doing music ever since. Um, I got I'm, I got family in the industry, so 
I kind of jumped in pretty smoothly after working construction and bouncing at the clubs and the bars for, for a few years, but doing gigs as well at the same time. So it was quite the hustle, but um, I ended up quitting all my jobs and just doing music full time for a few years. And uh, it wasn't really until COVID that I ended up picking up a day job to go along with it. Um, as a lot of our gigs were getting cut short, um, pay was getting cut short and then bills got to get paid. So I found myself doing AC duct work um, for about a year and a half to two years. And then I went to solar panels. So these past couple of years, man, it's just been crazy. Learning, learning all different kinds of trades at the same time of still continuing to do music. So that's kind of been the short, short version of, of what's been going on the last couple of years. Yeah. Hey man, that's, that's actually amazing because, you know, we all need to, to learn those trades just in case, uh, you know, when you get your house and you pay for it and something breaks down, you'll know how to fix it instead of paying someone a lot more money to fix it. Exactly. <laughs> But, uh, dude, I, got, I usually do rapid-fire questions with um, my guests. But for you, I actually have uh, some questions that uh, I'm curious about. So yeah. my question is, is, how did you get the name Johnny Sweet? All right. So when I was seven years old, uh, I moved to Hawaii from American Samoa. Um, and the first TV show or movie I ever watched on Disney Channel was Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> so I go to my football practice at seven years old. We're going around, the coaches asking everybody what's their name. And I, and I told them my name was Johnny. Nice. And they called me Johnny the whole season, not realizing that my real name was Elijah. <laughs> so it wasn't until our um, banquet, end of the season banquet, where we had our trophies. And my coach is like, why does this thing say Elijah? And my mom was like, his name is Elijah. All my coaches were like, no, his name is Johnny. <laughs> so I played for this little league team from seven years old all the way to 13 years old. And all those years, they called me Johnny. Nice. Like they, they even changed my name on the trophies and everything. They said, Johnny, Elijah, Johnny, Longfuna. So fast forward, right? That's all the way up to eighth grade. Um, my cousin was our quarterback. His name is Lapana Yuriko. So fast forward to 2016, I'm meeting with this team. I'm about to release my first song, Fairytale Lover. And we're trying to come up with stage names, you know, just for marketing purposes. Um, best marketing happens when people can pronounce your name. So if I use my real yeah. name, people <laughs> exactly. will pronounce it. They probably won't buy my stuff. Um, so fast forward all those years later, we're meeting. And my cousin, who I played Little League football with, he is also one of my producers now. Oh, nice. So he was in that meeting, and he's like, bro, why don't you go back to Johnny? And I was like, wow, I didn't think about that. And then we just so happened to be eating breakfast across from uh, hotels in Waikiki. So that's kind of like how I thought about suite, mm. like hotel suite. Yeah. And yeah, so me, we all came up with Johnny suite. And yeah, my cousin, uh, he is the one that produced Another Day, Mrs. Sweet, Beast Mode, um, I Choose to Love. And he also produced music for like Kai Kenna Scanlon, that, that 
popular song, Utu Bang Bang. Yeah. Smoke All Day. He did some stuff with J-Boog, The Green, Fiji, a lot of Liquid Jordy stuff. So he's my first cousin. But he's the one that kind of gave me the idea of going back to Johnny since we bo- we were together during that era of little Johnny. Yeah, yeah. 13 years old. So, yeah, that's – wow, I haven't told that story in so long. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, I'm glad you were able to say it. So uh, I was listening to an interview the other day, and Anuhea uh, was talking about how in college, uh, I think she went to somewhere out here in Orange County, and um, she was talking about how she would look like all the white girls, but, you know, was Hawaiian and had a Hawaiian name, and she didn't want to tell people or describe, like, Anuhea, so she'd go by Riley, and she went by Riley for a while. And I was like, when we were talking, it was kind of this, like, the thing that came to mind where... Uh, even though your name is Elijah and you have uh, a great last name that uh, people are only going to remember like Johnny Sweet, you know, something yeah. short like Fiji, J-Boog, yeah. Common Kings, like all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, believe it or not, I'll tell you a little story. I actually used to uh, crowd hype at uh, Project Grads and birthday parties and concerts and stuff wow. with my with my friends. So we were all part of like this uh, dance crew. I only did it one year. They did it for many years, but um, they were the. Um, it was fun, man. It was fun. We opened up for um, Nijin Nine. Wow. Um, and in college, we did the same thing when we wow. were dancing. I was a part of the the Pacific Islander organization. We wow. did a lot of uh, openings for um, like the Green. I think in like San Diego or Santa Barbara, one of the two. Wow. And, you know, I was the only white guy that was dancing, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. But uh, it worked. It worked. It worked yeah, well. That shows culture, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like when I was, I tell people all the time um, when I was living out in Hawaii, uh, especially when like Kailua, my, uh, my auntie, uncle guys went uh, Kamehameha and wow. uh, they taught me everything about uh, aloha, like how to um, respect culture wow. and, you know. Also, you know, taught me how to not get beat up by uh, any uh, <laughs> any local brothers, you know. That's a that's a good trait to know. That's, <laughs> that's a good lesson to know. Yeah, exactly. And I'm man, dude. I'm like just so stoked to be uh, chatting with you about that too, because uh, I know even though we grew up differently, man, we uh, we lived on the same island for a while. Yeah, man, that's awesome, bro. So uh, my next question for you is, uh, when did you know that this is uh, singing was something that you wanted to like do? I mean, thank you, dude. Thank you was uh, huge. Like it, it took off, man. Yeah. I, um, it wasn't until 2016 that I uh, decided to pursue it. Um, when I moved home, I, like I said, I was like still struggling to hang up my cleats, um, I was working out, kind of hoping for a call. And then um, at the same time, I was uh, bouncing at the clubs and I was working construction. And um, I would always go to my cousin's concert. So my first cousin, Lapana, he was a drummer. He's a drummer as well. And he drummed for the Vitals. Oh, nice. My other cousin, Clandon, he produced Thank You with Leslie. He was playing with um, like Kivini Vitae, CLOC. Um, and he plays for book now he plays bass and they would always tell me like bro come on come sing so they always knew I, I could sing and I was like oh I was making good money at the time bro so I was like I don't I don't I was really afraid to kind of take that jump because you know I, I, I did football my whole life and then it's like 
now I, I got to start fresh, start from scratch and something new. And I was a little afraid, you know, but they kept encouraging me. And then one night I went to go watch their show and I was um, just enjoying with my friends and they called me up on stage. And when I went on stage, I just had an amazing feeling. And I was like, man, maybe I could really do this. So I ended up, so I started writing, started recording, um, bringing songs that I've already written in college. And that's kind of how we came up with releasing Fairytale and then releasing whatever. Those songs I wrote like back in 2012, 2013. And um, yeah, that, that's kind of when I was like, wow, I think this is actually something I could do. Then I realized a lot of the grind that I learned from playing college ball is all applicable to anything. So I just applied it to music and that's kind of how I took off kind of quickly. Um, plus I was spoiled with guys who already have such an amazing network, like my yeah. cousins. So they introduced me to a lot of people in the industry, JP Kennedy of the green. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Leslie, he's the drummer for Boog and a, and a producer. So I became close friends with them. And, you know, just networking with them, continuing to meet new people along the way. And then I landed singing back up with Fiji like a year later. Oh, wow. And um, from there, I kind of just took off. And yeah, that's kind of how I got started. bro. Yeah, dude, that's amazing, man. I mean, for sure, anybody listening that hasn't heard you yet, dude, you got pipes, man. Like huh? you could sing. I that that was one of the things that amazed me the most because like I've heard you on you know online YouTube Spotify wherever you want to call it but when I heard you at the House of Blues in Anaheim man I was just like floored I was like you know I knew you could sing but I was like dang man like you got some serious pipes and it, it was like real fun to watch too because I mean to be completely honest you look at you and you're just like nah no there's no way and then <laughs> and then when you when you hear you sing you're just like oh my gosh like that's just you know super sick you know you, bro. and um you know you you talk about calling people on stage and that's something you did to one of uh, your friends who i actually got to meet at the concert but uh was that why you called her up because i mean hey i know she's a great singer too yeah so i actually was supposed to do that song with jasmine who opened up mm. but she lost her voice but i knew destiny was coming so i already had a backup plan yeah and, yeah uh, she had no idea i was gonna call her up but I ended up calling her up, and she killed it. And um, she, I, I grew up with her family over here in Hawaii. Yeah, she, um, she is also on the worship team for our church whenever she's home. Oh, nice. She, yeah, she's one of our worship leaders at Inspire. So, she, um, yeah, I've been singing with her the last couple of years on worship, and you know, she she wants to pursue music too. Um, so. I figured I'd just give her a shot and you know I was glad I got to give her that opportunity. She amazing singer, just an amazing girl. Um I'm I'm very close with her family and yeah, I was I was blessed to be able to give her that opportunity. Yeah, you guys killed Alicia Keys and got you, man. That was that was real good. And I mean, you know, I uh Destiny sounded great too. So if Destiny's listening, Destiny, you did a fantastic job. <laughs> good job, uh, Des. I yeah, I hope she's listening. But um yeah, dude, that's, you know, that's really cool. Uh, side note, before I ask you the question that is the reason of this podcast is I actually met Fiji at a uh, smoothie spot in Maui one wow. time. I did not know it was him. 
like, you know, I'm ordering and never been Maui before. And then, um, someone was like, Oh, Hey, you know, how's it going? And the guy behind me, you know, I, I was like, that guy looks familiar. And then I was like, nah, nah, you know, it's Maui. Like who am I running into in Maui? Right. And then, uh, I turn around and I was like, wait a second. I was like, you're Fiji, right? And he was all, yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, I was like, it's, it's you. Another, another dude who has pipes that you would never know. The Godfather, man. Yeah, it's and dude, that's I'm like I'm happy for you that you got to experience all that excitement and all that uh, pedigree. Like you're, you you have you have the support and you have the following. Like that's just super dope. Thank you, bro. Yeah, I, I've been able to learn and glean from that guy the last five years, and he took me under his wing and just took a chance on me, you know. And a lot of my growth as an artist as a singer has a lot to do with kind of just studying under him, studying under a lot of the guys that have been in this industry for a while. And like, it's just crazy. I still got to pinch myself when I'm yeah. on stage with these guys. Like these are guys I literally listened to growing up and they hate when I tell them that cause they feel old. <laughs> but, but I'm like, bro, like if you look at the videos I, I post of like me singing when I was a kid, it's all covering their songs. Kivini Vaitai. C.O.O.C., Book, Fiji, Long Asamble, Rest in Peace. And yeah. these are all guys I literally grew up listening to. And, like, I got to learn and glean from them. And, like, a lot of the way I structure my music and attack my writing and my singing is very heavily influenced by every single one of them. Yeah. So I'm definitely blessed, man, to, like, to come into the industry so fresh and raw and immediately... I get thrown into the fire um, with these guys, you know? So I opened up for him one night um, and people, people think he's freaking out. I remember dates very well. It was October 29, 2017. And I'm opening for him at Artistry. Fiji has never heard of me before. And um, the way my boy Jay Keys describes it is his back was facing the stage. So he wasn't even going to watch me. <laughs> And as soon as I started singing, he turned around and he he was just watching me the whole show. Then he went on, killed it, did his thing. Following Monday, I get a FaceTime call from Leslie. But when I answered it, it was Fiji. Oh, wow. And I was like, he's like, Johnny Sweet, good job the other night. I was like, oh, thank you. And I'm just freaking tripping balls, bro. I'm yeah. like, I'm talking to the greatest of all time on FaceTime right now. And like, He's like, hey, I want you to come check out my studio session. Bro, I dropped every plan that afternoon. I didn't care what I was doing. I didn't care if I was going to get fired. I went to the <laughs> studio. I'm sitting in on this session, and I'm just learning from him. And, man, I was just tripping. So at the end of that session, he has a show coming up that Friday. This is a Monday. He asked me if I wanted to sing back for him. And I was like, that would be a dream come true. And so I go, so when is practice? Everybody in the studio started laughing. They don't even practice. Oh, jeez. So I'm studying my ass off all week. I asked Fiji what songs I was doing. He goes, just study all my songs. This is over 100 songs. So I'm studying every single song Fiji's ever done. Granted, I'm also blessed that I grew up listening to it. So I know majority of it already. And then we go, and that's a sold-out show at Republic. Wow. And I'm just shitting bricks, bro. I'm so nervous. 
and I'm singing next to two of my other idols. I'm in the middle of Kivini Vaitai. Oh, wow. And Longa Savia to my right. And I'm just like tripping. Like, I'm in a group chat with all my boys growing up. I'm like, Da, 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 just I can't believe this. Da, da, da. They're like, they're all tripping because this is all of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. We get somebody 21 to buy us our kiss beer and we're in the parking lot at the park listening to their music growing up. You know what I mean? Like every single yeah. time we drop a new song, we're the first ones to listen to it and bump it. And like now I'm singing this to them. I couldn't even like fathom. And then, so 45 minutes into Fiji's set, this guy freaking calls me out to the front of the stage to sing a solo wow. in front of everybody. And I've never sang in front of that much people before. Yeah, damn. And, you know, I, I did my thing, and that's kind of how I earned my stripes. Yeah. So from then that... on, is everything just took off and uh, started doing my own shows even more, secured a band, um, ended up going on my first international tour with Feige. Uh We we went to Japan and... Uh, Came back, ended up going all over the place with Fiji, man. From Samoa to the mainland, Japan, big doing big shows out here. And, yeah, that's pretty much, like, how I got started with those guys, man. It was, yeah, dude, yeah. hey, that honestly, man, growing up with the music and all that stuff, just like you did, that's, that sounds like a dream come true. And yeah. to be able to, like, sing next to someone – you know, like you said, may rest in peace, Lago, man. Like, dude, that guy could sing Honey, Honey, you know, like some amazing songs. Wow. Yeah, he's a legend, man, for sure. Yeah. So um, the question is, you probably talked about it a little bit, but the main purpose of this podcast is just not good enough. It's when in life did you feel like you were just not good enough and how did you overcome it? And this can be about anything, yeah. um, dating, singing, um, could you imagine if your fiance said no? <laughs> Just kidding. She'd always say yes. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, but you guys, you know, side note, you guys look super cute together, man. Great <laughs> photos. And you guys have a, a chemistry that, you know, a lot of people don't have. And that's something said. Uh, you can call it, um, you know, God-ordained spirituality. Uh, but you guys have a presence where you guys walk into a room and you're like, yeah, that's the couple, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we do. but so my question to you is, man, when in life did you feel like you were just not good enough and how did you overcome it? And then the question leading after that will be um, if you were to tell someone that's about to go through the same thing, what would you tell them? Yeah, cool. I could just wrap it all up in one. So, yes, yeah, sounds great. It's been, there, there's been so many situations bro, in my life where I, I hit that point, but I will say that it wasn't until recently where I really learned how to dig into it and see what circumstances would take place or what would trigger me to feel that way. Cause growing up I would face these circumstances, but then I would sweep it under the rug. Um simply because I didn't know how to deal with it. Um I just wasn't educated on how to properly deal with that kind of stuff. So I would just sweep it under the rug and keep it pushing, always keep it moving. That's always been my thing. I don't have time to be sad. I don't have time, nor do I have the capacity to feel sorry for myself. So I'm always just keep it moving. That's always been my mindset. Yeah. But that's because I was by myself. But that changes when you're with somebody. Um, and being with Becca in the last four years, um, it really forced me to either fight or flight. 
And it was either I face these things that's causing me to not feel like I'm good enough, or I we I leave her. Simple as that. Yeah. And there's been plenty of times where I tried to leave her and it didn't work out. <laughs> Thank God, you know. Um, that's that would have been the easiest thing to do, is to give up, and continue on my journey of never facing it head on. But instead, like, you know, you talk about being a power couple. Like this, this woman, she really like, she sharpens me, and she's just been a huge part of God molding me into the man that I am today, and facing the fear of having to look at these circumstances dead on in the eye is one thing that she's really like pushed me and encouraged me to do. So long story short, I grew up um, from a broken family. My mom and dad fell into drugs, lost custody of me and my siblings. We went into the foster care system. Um, my grandparents ended up adopting us which was the greatest thing ever. They're, they're my heroes. Um, they took six of us in and raised us. Um, and I never had a relationship with my biological father. He was never really in the picture. Wow. Um, so I had a really bad case of parent abandonment issues. However, like I said, it wasn't until I got with Becca that I realized that. Because when I'm moving on my own my whole life, I don't really have to answer to nobody. I don't really got to face nothing everything like literally everything i ever did i did on my own nobody signed me up for college i signed myself up i did the fafsa i paid for my flight i left hawaii i signed up for an apartment registered myself for college when i got offers from these other b2s i didn't consult with anybody like i said i've always been moving on my own i just called home i was hey papa it's like you know i'm moving from california to texas okay son go ahead do your thing that's yeah. really been my life, my whole life, independent, never depend on nobody. And that's kind of like how my mindset was. So when I got with Becca, it was definitely a change of perspective. And I had a really hard time with that, especially because I knew that this was a girl I wanted to marry. She wanted to marry me. I needed to get close to her family. However, I struggled with her parents in the beginning. Um, they're great parents. Um, they they showed me the example of how to properly transition a man being prominent in your daughter's life. And I've always come into a family. Usually, I have no problems with the mom and dad. They usually accept me right away. But her parents have a standard. And they wanted to make sure that they're not handing her daughter off to some bum. So the thing is, I struggled with anxiety and depression because I felt like I was never good enough for them. And in my heart and in my mind, like I said, I was uneducated on how to handle this situation. So I didn't even believe in, in anxiety and depression at first. In my mind, I'm like, I'm just being soft. Yeah. Or if people are depressed, they're just being soft. If people have anxiety, they're just being soft. Stop being soft. And again, that's all thats all the outcome of me sweeping stuff under the rug my whole life, never having the time or the, the capacity to attack these things. So it gave me the mindset, a hardened heart and a hardened head, hardened head where 
I don't really need to face these things. Why, why I gotta, why I gotta talk to people? Why I gotta be vulnerable? Why I gotta grow in this area? And it really put us put a hindrance on my relationship with my girl, um, because I was I wasn't putting in the effort to seeing what I could do to really battle these thoughts. Yeah. So after seeking out wise counsel for like a whole year, and it was recommended to me to re- to go and get therapy. Or see or seek out help or professional help because I'll get anxiety attacks. I got a really bad panic attack one time, um, and I didn't even know it was called a panic attack. I just again in my in my mind, I'm having this panic attack. My heart's racing. I'm bawling, crying, bro, in in a in a bathroom, in a public restroom stall, and I don't even know what's going on with me. Yeah, like in my mind, I'm like, bro, stop being soft. Why are you being so soft right now? So the following week, I spoke with my mentors and they're like, I think it's time you stop. You stop being stubborn and go and get some help. So two weeks later, I signed up for therapy. And I go and I get therapy and it was probably the best thing that I've ever done. Yeah. Like when I tell you the freedom I received from it, I recommend it to everybody. It's not, it doesn't mean you're crazy when you get therapy or counseling. It just equips you with tools to battle the things that you go through. And before I had no idea that I had anxiety. I had no idea that I had depression, but but I was educated on the fact that I have it, but I was also equipped with the tools necessary to ensure that when it comes again, I can battle it rather than stay succumb to it. And every time stuff like that would take place, like where I would feel like, yeah, I'm not good enough. Um, I'll get anxiety when I'm with, when I'm around her parents and I'll battle it in my head. No, you are enough. You are. Enough. And I'll just, I'll just constantly remind myself, no, you are enough. You got yeah. them. You are worthy. You can do this. Um, and, like it allowed me to really battle those thoughts to the fact to the point where now I now I, now I can pick up the I can drop the dad off to the airport no problem you know yeah. or yeah. I can sit down with the mom and have a real conversation with her and be myself like that's how that's what therapy did that's what God did through therapy for me and it brought me healing and I'm still working on it like I still get anxious sometimes you know like. I, I struggle with um, rejection from parents. So anytime I feel rejected from them, I'll immediately go into defense me- a defense mechanism. But I snap back so quickly now where it's no longer a problem anymore. And the thing is, like, these two are just amazing parents who all they wanted to do was make sure that they're handing her off to the right guy. Yeah. They did their job as parents, as leaders. Like, they didn't make it easy for me by any means. And I appreciate that because I know when I have a daughter, when I have a son, that's the same standard I need to uphold too. Yeah, make exactly. Sure not, make sure I'm not having, handing my daughter off to some bum. Making sure that I'm equipping my son on how, and teaching him how to learn how to respect and honor women, how to properly speak to them, how to treat them, how to champion them, how to lead them. These are all things I never learned growing up. But I learned from her parents. Her dad is literally the most amazing man I've, I've ever met. Like, 
aside from my grandpa. He, like I said earlier, like he, he's just an amazing. People see the pastor. Yeah. I, I get the honor of seeing the husband. I get the honor of seeing the father, and just an overall leader. Um, and he is. God, I get emotional talking about him. Yeah. Cause, like, I don't know where I would be if I uh, if I never served under a man with the level of leadership that he ups- upholds himself to. Yeah, and of course. Like, it allows me to really step up to the plate when it comes to leading his daughter, cause his daughter is a is a beast herself. <laughs> She's a leader, bro, and she could easily like I'm telling you right now, bro. There's not a man on this earth that could be with her but me. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's too soft nowadays. <laughs> wouldn't be yeah. able to her, bro. She's a boss. She is a boss, bro. And like, I, sh- we we go at it. We duke it out sometimes because I'm a boss myself. But she has learned how to how to honor me and respect me, and she's still learning how to allow me to lead. But I I, I know that a lot of my sole purpose in the growth, a lot a lot of it has to do with gleaning from her father. Which is exactly who she learned how how to lead, and so, like, this yeah, this dude man, he he's just amazing, bro. And like, I get to see him wear his other hats, you know, and he and he's just amazing at it. Like, I never really knew what it meant to be a great husband, you know. I didn't have that example growing up. I never knew what it meant to be a great father, because I didn't have that example growing up. Yeah. Um, but but I was like, I have no excuses. You know, like, there's no excuses for me to slack off. There's no excuses for me to be a terrible dad or, or husband. Because I'm just surrounded by amazing men. Like, yeah, he's, he's the leader. But, you know, in our sphere at church, there's just... And that's where I spend the majority of my time. I work at the church as well. I'm on staff. Yeah. Inspire Church uh, as one of the worship like assistants, worship assistants. Um, and it's just nothing but amazing husbands and fathers and leaders. So it's like when you surround yourself with a pack like that, eventually that's what you become. You know, you you are the sixth of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. One thing that Pastor Michael says is, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And yeah. that's exactly, I hang around with a bunch of amazing men, just devout followers of God, not perfect, but honorable and respectable then. Um, and that's, sorry, I went off into a little rabbit hole there. Hey, no worries, dude. But, shout uh, out, shout out to pastor Mike and Lisa. Yeah. They're amazing, man. Just shout out to inspire church. That place saved my life, man. And it's saving a lot of other people's lives. And God's doing an amazing thing, man. We're on fire. We're like literally living in the times of a revival right now where people are coming to know who God is and, like I get to be a witness of it firsthand, and it's, it's amazing, bro. And like, I I solely believe that like, me overcoming that, that whole season of not feeling good enough, it has everything to do with the goodness of God, bro. And like, how He is just working in me, and like, don't get me wrong. Like again, therapy brought me so much freedom, but, um, a lot of it also had to do with me just. Reminding myself of the identity that God has for me. You know what I'm saying? And he's called me to be a leader. 
and he loves me and he made me in his image. Therefore, I, I, I got to be confident and always remind myself that I am enough because he says I'm enough. And that, that's like one of the main reasons why I'm able to battle those thoughts. Right? The journey don't end here. Like, I still have those thoughts every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like we are in the process of getting our own spot. And I was a little afraid that we wasn't going to qualify. So in my heart, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not a good enough man because I can't provide a home for my future family. Um, and I had, to, I had to battle that. I had to overcome it. Like, no, you are enough. Tell, and I felt like God was telling me, like, name me a time I didn't come through for you. And I couldn't. Because even in my slightest times of doubt, God always comes through. Even when, like, all odds are against this thing, God still comes through. So it, it reminded myself, one, I reminded myself, first of all, God's going to come through. Secondly, you are, I am enough. I am a man. I'm a hardworking man. Therefore, I will be able to provide for my family, provide a home and a meal for my family, and be the leader that my wife is going to need. And yeah. that's like, that's how I overcome it. And that's like my number one thing, bro. Whenever I speak, you know, I, I um, I'm a part of the youth at our church, mm -hmm. and I I lead these kids at my old high school. They have like a a connect group every Wednesday, and I go once a month and I speak to them. And the, one of the main things that I talked about this past Wednesday, bro, I spoke on identity. Mm. And when when you talk about like what kind of advice do I have for people that currently or might head into a season of questioning their worth? A lot of it stems from identity, bro. Yeah. And, and when there's a lack of identity, when you do not know who you are, you feel worthless sometimes. Yeah. Or when you don't know who you are, you find yourself placing your identity in things that were never meant for you. Or you allow other people to formulate an identity for you because you don't know who you are. But when you know who you are in God, when God... When you believe in who it is that God has molded you, created you to be, that is more powerful than any identity anybody can ever create. Yeah. Because God made you. God made us in his image. And that would be my advice to, to people is understand who you are. Know who you are and be confident in it. Because if not, you're going to find yourself in a dark hole because you don't know who you are. You've, lost, you've either lost or never, just never knew your identity. And then you allow other things to formulate an identity for you. And that's why it's, I'm always like telling people like, even from like younger friends who want to be in the music industry, a lot of them want to be singers. And I'm always telling them, who are you first? Yeah. Know, know who you are. Know your purpose. Because then when you, when you fall short or when you hit rock bottom, you always have that to turn to. Yeah. When, let me remind myself who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a leader. I'm a future husband. I'm a future father. I'm the oldest of 13. I'm, a, I'm leading my siblings into a better life that we had. And I remind myself of God's purpose for my life. And immediately I snap out of it, bro. Yeah. It's not that easy for everybody. But when you have a foundation of who you are, you always have that to remind yourself whenever you're not feeling worth anything. And yeah, yeah, that's that's how I do it, man. <laughs> hey, that, that's powerful because, uh, like you said, I mean, if you don't know your worth, um, you you'll get sucked in and 
just chewed up and spit out within seconds. Yep. And if you can't, it, what's, the, what's the saying? If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yep. And um, yeah, man, that's, that's just very powerful. And I'm, I'm not glad that you had to go through that, but I'm glad that to see who you are on the outside, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of, you're still growing. You're still, you're still learning and all that stuff, but being on the outside, looking back and being able to uh, have a a retrospective of everything that you've been through, you almost got a a sense of like, like, dude, I'm proud. I'm proud of you because of the story you just told me. Like, I'm proud that you are who you are today and where you're at today because of everything you've gone through. And just the story you told me, like, I, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm over here just sitting here just being like, wow, this is such a story of accomplishment, but it's not even a story that's even like over with being written, right? Like you're in the first chapter of many chapters of your life right now. And whether, whether or not it's going to be in singing leadership or anything else like that, it's so amazing to see the, the trial, the tribulation, the overcoming and the foundation that was built, like you said, by your grandpa, by uh, Pastor Mike and Pastor Lisa, and seeing where you're going to become today. Because right now, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be an amazing husband. You're going to be an amazing father of your future kids. You're going to be an amazing uncle and all that stuff. And I think the best is yet to come. And that's, uh, I, that's overused a lot, but it's said lightly at the same time. Because for you, I just see a bunch of success and everything because you are a humble person. I mean, shoot, you met some random white guy for the first time in Anaheim just because I hit you up to try and be on this podcast, bro. And um, yeah, dude, I, like I said, man, I just think it's amazing. And as we wind down on this podcast, bro, um, the floor is yours. Whatever you want to say, if, if, if anything is on your heart that you have to say, uh, say it, man. Um, if you want to uh, make a shout out to your fiance, dude, floor is yours. Shout out to Pastor uh, Mike and Lisa. You can do that too. Uh, plug the church. Like I said, floor is yours, man. You can say whatever you want and talk about whatever you want. Oh, man, I, I, I definitely enjoy having the platform because I get to share, you know, whatever's on my heart. And right now, the only thing on my heart as of late that I could really t- talk about fluently right now is, is – Encouraging people to find a community, man. Um, I've always shared this because it's something that I didn't have growing up. And it's something that I always neglected because I was always afraid of vulnerability. I was always afraid of getting deep with people and allowing people in. But, man, suicide rates are pretty high right now. Um, I lost one of my best friends in December to suicide. I lost my one of my best friends in 2016 to suicide. And a lot of it has to do with people feeling the pe- people feeling the need to go through this journey of life alone, and um, that's a lie from the enemy, man. The enemy's job is to seek, kill, and destroy, and they will always the enemy always will always figure out a way to penetrate the minds of those who are always in isolation, always alone, and never wanting to speak up, but. Man, if you're listening to this and you're feeling that and you're that guy, don't ever be afraid to reach out to me. I'm always a willing ear to listen. And I'm always I can always point people in the direction of of others that would be that would love to talk, that would love to hear your story, that would love to pray for you, that would love to stand in the gap and encourage you and uplift you. And like, man, I'm just I'm an advocate for community. I'm an advocate for the church and I'm an advocate for Jesus. Because I 
wholeheartedly believe I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for for Jesus. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the community that God placed me in. Um, and I'm I'm grateful that in this community, it's full of people who are persistent, who never took their foot off the pedal when they were pursuing me. And I'm glad that I finally gave in and I let my walls down. It was the greatest thing I could have ever done because that is what led me to being vulnerable and open as a man, speaking about my problems all the time. And like, we're all going to go through some trials and tribulations. One thing that Pastor Michael said is you either came out of a storm or heading toward one or, oh, that, I said that wrong. No, no, you, either, you got it. Yeah, either, I know either, I know what you're saying. You're either yeah. in one, you're coming out of one, or you're, or you're going. Heading towards one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally slaughtered that. But yeah, <laughs> that's the quote. You know what I'm saying? You're always going to be going through a storm no matter where you're at in your life. But the question is, how do you bounce back? And it's and to me, you got to talk about it. And I am not afraid to. I like The moment I'm going through something, I'm blowing up one of my brothers, man. Hey, bro, this is what I'm going through. Could you pray for me? And I seek out wise counsel. That's like the process. That's that's my, I have a process. I'm going through something. I talk to my friends about it. I seek out wise counsel, figure out a solution. And I'm always praying, sitting at the feet of Jesus, asking him, God, could you guide me in this situation? I need your guidance. Boom. I get it right away. You know, or or he, he brings clarity and I figure it out even, even more. But the community, man, it's so important. We, we got to have brothers. We got to have people around us who are there to support us, who are there to celebrate our victories, and who are unafraid to call you out on your stuff. That's one of the main things a lot of people lack nowadays is accountability. And that's one thing that I'm blessed to have. I don't have people that just, you know, I don't have people that are yes men on my team. I have people who will tell me when I'm wrong, tell me when I'm acting like a diva, will tell me to put that cheeseburger down and eat a salad. <laughs> like, that's the kind of people I got around me. And that's why, that's why I am where I am today. I cannot be around people who blow smoke up my ass. Yeah. Don't like that. You know what I mean? I'll never grow that way. And that's, that's a community, bro. You know what I mean? And that's one thing I just wanted to talk about and share with the world, man. Find yourself a community. Find a church. Plug yourself in. Serve. Man, you'll, you'll find yourself in a much more joy, joyous place. And just like you said, too, not a community that is just any community. You need a community that's going to lift you up because you can always find a community that's just going to let you be who you are or even tear you down, yep. which puts you in a worse spot. Having a community that is going to be able to lift you up and, you know, yeah. put you to who you are going to be today. It's yeah, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. And, and one thing, too, is like a lot of people, a lot of people mistaken tearing you down as like just bad words or negative negative comments like yeah that stuff will tear you down but another thing that'll tear you down in a toxic community is people is yes men people yeah who are, who are people who are only going to tell you what you want to hear people who aren't going to call you out or sharpen you that's also going to tear you down you got to be able to not be so soft and decipher when a friend is giving you construct constructive criticism from a place of love you got to be able to receive that. That's, I get that all the time, you know, and I'm blessed to have that. Yeah, that's dude. That, that is an amazing thing. So as we're, as we're ending today, man, uh, is how can people support you? How can people follow you? 
what is something that you have coming up that you would love more support at? Um, yeah, dude, just um, talk well, at it. Just uh, not just me, but your favorite artists and music musician, uh, musicians and bands. Make sure you're buying their music um, on iTunes or Google Play. Um, I, streaming is great, you know, on Apple Music and Spotify and all that. But um, the way you really want to support them is purchasing their music. You know, it's no more than a dollar twenty nine or ninety nine cent singles. You know what I'm saying? You can sacrifice your two tacos from Jack of the Box. <laughs> I, I support your boy. You know, by buying buying our music. Um, but you can follow me at on all social media platforms at Johnny Sweet Johnny S U I T E. Um, I don't have any singles or music lined up right now or shows until next January. So um, I'm chilling. But go ahead and check out my music, man. It's on all digital platforms or follow my journey on my social media. Yeah, dude. Um, I hope everybody is able to uh, follow you and give you more support. I mean, you're already doing great as it is, man. And um, don't forget to follow uh, the Just Not Good Enough podcast as well. At yep. JNGE podcast. That's, up, man. that's how you can find me. But um, yeah, yeah, Elijah, go follow me, man. Come on now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, I'm so stoked to even uh, have you out here in California again, man. Uh, I will be back home in Hawaii soon. So uh, I'm definitely going to hit you up. And uh, I will tell you this. Um, before we end, this is how I end every episode. I want you to affirm someone out there. Uh, what I like to do is I like to just tell them that they're worthy, they have value, and you kind of did it already, but uh, I want you to just call out anybody um, that may be listening and just, you know, tell them, tell them from the heart, you know, wh what they are and who they are. Yeah, man, of course. Man, whoever's listening to this, I just want to remind you that you're created in God's image um, and there's absolutely nothing you can do in this lifetime. I could ever separate you from God's love. Uh, you're enough. You're worthy. And God will always love you. And amen. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, Elijah, man, I really do appreciate you being on, man. And I'm glad that we were able to uh, solidify a time that we can actually meet yeah, and talk bro. as well. So awesome, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Wow, wow, wow. Guys, that truth bomb, that knowledge that Johnny Sweet dropped. I mean, geez, Elijah has been through it. He knows, he's seen it. Guys, he's climbed the ladder in life, in all aspects of life, and he was giving advice to people that are about to go through the same thing. I know he's a big fan of Kobe Bryant, and one of Kobe Bryant's main quotes that I remember to this day was that, the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do. Kobe Bryant said it and Johnny Sweet is doing it. Guys, I know he's there for you and I know he's trying to help anybody out, especially the ones that are closest to him and the people that are in his church and he always wants to see people better than the way they found them. Guys, Johnny Sweet's an amazing dude. And I'm so happy you got to listen to him. Again, guys, follow Johnny Sweet. Man, that's at J-O-H-N-N-Y dot S-U-I-T-E on Instagram. Buy his music on iTunes, Amazon, um, wherever else you can buy music. Show him all the love and support, guys. It's amazing. He is amazing and very talented. And guys, please 
follow me at the JNGE podcast. And that is on Instagram and any other social media um, that you can find. However, I am pretty much only on Instagram. Does anybody even use Twitter nowadays? I don't know. But before you guys end it, please do not press end. Do not end this podcast because I have shout outs to do to businesses. Guys, I'm talking about businesses that are in your neighborhood. Businesses that have done so much for the community and then some. And the people that are driving those businesses are doing it just to bless you. So guys, please pay attention to these shout outs because you may know them. And also, I want you to show them some love. You can find them all on Instagram and hear the shout outs. I would like to give a shout out to some companies and some businesses that are doing some amazing things. Guys, today's episode isn't sponsored by anyone and it isn't advertised by anyone. So I decided to give a shout out to local businesses, both here in California and also in Hawaii. I'm giving a shout out to my favorite entrepreneurial family, the Silvas. First, we got Brada Man himself, Dylan Silva, running a vintage clothing line on Instagram. He can be found at The Stash Vintage. That is T H E S T A S H V N T G. It is a buy sell trade business, and you can DM him if you have any info or want any info, and also to purchase. Our next business we're giving a shout out to is none other than his mom. And that is Auntie Kim Silva, who runs I Am Hawaii. Recently rebranded from her two lines, Inspire Me Hawaii and Integrity Men. All her clothes can be found at the Blessed Life Store at the Pearl Ridge Center, Kamakana Ali'i, and Windward Mall. Please give her a follow on Instagram at I Am H-A-W-A-I-I-C-L-O-T-H-I-N-G. And that is at I am Hawaii Clothing on Instagram. Next, we can also make a shout out to Faith Hope Aloha. Faith Hope Aloha is ran by Auntie Casey. And she also can be found at the Blessed Life Stores at Pearl Ridge Center, Kamakana Ali'i, and Windward Mall. Faith Hope Aloha is another clothing brand that has been in existence since 2013 and she makes wonderful clothes for the whole family. So Auntie Kim and Auntie Casey can be found at the Blessed Life Store. Shout out to the Blessed Life Store as well. Also, I would like to give a shout out out here in California to none other than Ipono Cafe. I'm talking Ipono Cafe with Chef Ipono himself, Top Chef contestant. It's been four years since he started this Hawaii street food movement. And the main reasons why he started it is to give the Hawaiian culture and the Hawaiian people their identity back. Guys, this guy is a freaking baller. He can cook anybody out of the kitchen. He is so talented and he's so passionate about what he does. Guys, you meet him one time and you also just become passionate for him and about his business because that is the guy he is. I'm talking he has Lao Lao, Kahlua Port, Chicken Long Rice, 
He has chili pepper water, haupia, chicken katsu, local moko. He got everything. And especially, guys, he's got poke. And I'm not talking about pokey. It is not called pokey with an I. Our Samoans out there know what pokey with an I stands for. I'm talking authentic Hawaiian poke. Guys, I can't tell you enough. You have to, when you visit California or you are in Orange County, you need to drive out to Costa Mesa on the border of Newport Beach and try Ipono Cafe with Chef Ipono himself. Our last shout out for businesses will be Delight Brand Clothing. Guys, that is D-E-L-I-G-H-T-B-R-A-N-D-C-L-O-T-H-I-N-G. Yes, I went to the spelling bee in first grade. That is Delight Brand Clothing on Instagram. Guys, I can't tell you enough. The creator of Delight Brand Clothing and his family have invested so much into this brand, serving Aloha daily and bringing such iconic shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, face masks, hats, gold chains, everything. Guys, check out Delight Brand Clothing. The owner and creator, Makoto, is such an amazing guy and has an amazing story and I hope to interview him one day. He literally has worked himself so hard to create this business and guys, it shows. He is a success. I'm telling you, go check him out. So guys, I'm sorry, it was so long. It had to be long because I wanted to give shout outs to companies, companies that have touched my life and to people that have inspired me and made me the person I am today. And thank you for listening to those shout outs, guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. And guys, I just wanna let you know, you are loved, you are worthy, you are meant for so much more. And if any of you guys are hurting, any of you guys are going through such a rough time, I wanted to let you guys know that you are not alone. There is always someone that is rooting for you. There is always someone that cares about you. Even if you think nobody does, I tell you right now, if you look for them, they are there. You may feel lonely. You may feel all by yourself. But at the end of the day, guys, you will always be loved by someone.